Welcome to the totally independent, completely unofficial, not even in the same state as the Indianapolis Colts, Colts Podcast. Coming to you from the land of brisket and barbecue, Lone Stars and Longhorns, where some cowboys wear hats and others wear helmets. This is the Unstable Blues with Liam and Kevin Hall. The Colts beat the Raiders for the second season in a row. We will recap the Raiders game, look ahead to the all-important season finale against Houston, and take a look at important games around the league in the unsailed pick six. So here we go. Yes, welcome to the opening drive. Uh, congratulations first to Quentin Nelson on being named to the Pro Bowl. Yep, congratulations to him. Uh, four other Colts named as alternatives were DeForest Buckner, Ryan Kelly, MPJ, and Zaire Franklin. Any surprises with that? Uh, definitely Zaire Franklin. Uh, he's like the guy that hits me because it's like... What? He's the number one tackle in the league. How do you not league. show him the recognition? He also, we're gonna, we're gonna talk about this episode. He reset his own franchise record in in tackles. Yeah. Why is he not? He's the number one tackler in the entire league, and he's an alternate. Yeah, I think um, Ryan Kelly makes sense that he's not there because I mean Quentin Nelson got in, so it's kind of like. You yeah. can only really have one guy per line. Yeah. Uh, DeForest Buckner, I mean, doesn't necessarily have the huge stats because he's just a problem because so many people worry about him. Yeah. That's why he's an alternative. Mm-hmm. And then MPJ has the stats, so he's another surprise. But, like, I understand because no one considers the Colts wide receiver core good, even though we're shockingly good. Yeah. Uh, but MPJ has his stats, just no one really knows about yeah, him. Yeah, I think the underrated part about MPJ is the blocking, the you know, the toughness that comes with it, and the and, consistency in yeah. receptions. Yeah, and people, he may not have monster games, but he's consistent and he does dirty stuff that other receivers aren't willing to do. Yeah, uh, you know, some receivers just stand out there and pretend to block. Uh, mm-hmm. MPJ put his head down, even to the point of uh, being a problem for himself. Yes. Uh, the biggest surprise to me is the complete absence of Kenny Moore. Yeah, that it's, makes sense. Uh, it, he is. He's been a problem to anyone who right, he's, he's statistically the best slot corner. Slot corner. Yes, in multiple categories, and he's not even on here at all. So yes. Um, all right. Well, um, that's that. Here we go. Let's recap the win. Over the Raiders. Yes. Uh, in Steichen's opening press conference, when he was announced as the coach, he said, we're going to throw to score and run to win. Yes. Uh, this was quintessential Steichen ball win. Yes. This was, he did exactly that in this game. Uh, it was defined by the details. The little things made the big difference in this game. Yes. Uh, Alec Pierce had an amazing catch, uh, set a career-high 58-yard catch for the first touchdown of the game. Yep. Kind of set the tone. Yep. His only catch of the game, but it was a career-high long uh, <laughs> catch for him. Uh, Pitt yep. had many clutch plays, both catching, blocking, and even a fumble recovery. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, all those fantasy fans out there, 
kind of got saved that JT didn't get, didn't lose any points for that. Yep. Uh, he also became only the fourth player in franchise history to record at least 100 catches and 1,000 yards in a single season. Do you know the other three? Um... Uh, I'll take a I'll take franchise. Yes, franchise. So Colts. Yeah. Uh, Marvin Harrison. Okay. Reggie Wayne. Yes. Dallas Clark. Yes, yeah. you got it. I didn't. I, I didn't look it up. Promise. I, I, I know. I know you didn't. I, I did, but the, I. I wanted to ask you that because yeah. I didn't know if you. I didn't know if you were going to say Ty because Ty is more in your era of yeah, things. Nah. Dallas Clark maybe a little bit before your time. All right. I knew he was going to be Peyton. Era. Well done. Well done. Nice job. Uh, he also, let's see, uh, Gardner Minshew went 15 for 23 for 224 yards, one TD with a 111.5 passer rating. Like, he is the best backup in the league. He's con- Has to be. He's put up high over. Joe Flacco? Is he considered a backup? Because he brought in, or is he a he, closer? He, he is a closer. He's a relief pitcher. He, yes, okay. right. yes. All right. Um, he is too old to be a backup. All right. Um, but Gardner has had many games, over 100 passer rating. I yep. don't see why he's not. I mean, the only thing is he hasn't had, like, huge passing games. He can run shockingly well. Yep. Uh, the Minshew shimmy has happened, what, three or four times this oh, year? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the only thing he can't do the other quarterbacks can is, like, the tush push, which, I mean, yeah. let's not get into that. Yeah. Um, I I feel like his energy too, like his camaraderie that he has in the locker room, he can identify with just about anybody. That's what I've heard. He can identify with any position group in the locker room and that kind of like, um, that kind of camaraderie, that kind of relationship that he can build across all those barriers really helps in the locker room. Uh, How was the party? It was lit. <laughs> there was the sad news with the arrest of Drew Ogletree at the end of the yep. week. Um, we won't get into that a ton, but the tight ends combined for four grabs for 50 yards on the day. And I want to give a special shout out to Mo Ali Cox. We gave him a really rough time early on when we were talking about cuts and things like that. Mm-hmm. Here he is pulling a Jack Doyle and pulling a wham block, doing these oh, yeah. tough things uh, that tight ends need to do that mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily just show up in the stat sheet. So yeah, thank agreed. you to Big Mo. Yes. Uh, then there was the running game. Mm-hmm. The way to beat Max Crosby is, drum roll please, to run away from him. Run away! I mean, it works. makes sense. And so they ran to the left, they ran to the left, they ran to the left. JT had 96 yards on 21 carries and that first TD. Uh, Trey Sermon had five carries for 32 yards. They had 134 total yards on the ground, including a five-minute and 40 drive in the fourth quarter, covering 61 yards on nine straight run plays. Steichen ball. Yep. Uh, they did all of this without Ryan Kelly for most of the game, which means the return of French Fries. With Wesley French and Will Fries. Uh, then there was the complete team effort on defense. Yes. Uh, 11 Colts defenders. A full starting lineup of Colts defenders yep. had at least... Three tackles. Right. EJ, that's great. That's, I mean, that's what you want. Swarm yes. to the ball. Swarm yes. to the ball, right? Uh, all these, you know, 
Not not many solo tackles. Let's just all get in on it. Uh, yep. EJ led the team with 12 of them. Uh, the D-line had two sacks, four tackle for losses, and a total of six QB hits. Getting after it. Uh, half of those QB hits were owned by the aforementioned DeForest Buckner. Oh, yeah. Uh, Juju also had a great game with six tackles and three pass breakups. Uh, two of them against Devontae, I think one of them against J- Jacoby. Uh, yeah, and one of those PBUs happened almost at the goal line and turned a touchdown into a field goal, which was a big deal. Yes, yeah. The secondary, the rest of the secondary stepped up with the absence of Julian Blackman and Kenny Moore. Two key players. Yep. Uh, Nick Cross had nine tackles, and Chris Lehman seemed to be everywhere with five tackles and a pass pickup himself. Right. Uh, not easy to step in for Kenny Moore on one day's notice, but yeah. Chris Lemons did it. He was there. Uh, and also, uh, I've been keeping up with this yes, the whole yes. season. Zaire had 10 tackles. Still leads the league with 170 and also reset his own Colts record like we had talked about. Yep. Uh, So uh, the record now goes Zaire Franklin in 2023 and Zaire Franklin in 2022 before Shaq Leonard in 18, I believe. Yep. Uh, Whenever he was... uh uh, yeah, he was he was the maniac at that point. Uh, now he's with Eagles, so best of luck until he's been doing pretty good. Uh, yeah, thankful we don't have to see him until way down the line, maybe. Maybe, uh, but we'll get there. Maybe. Yeah. Are you concerned though that Devontae Adams was still able to get 126 yards and two TDs on 13 catches? <coughs> okay, we've been talking about this all season. <laughs> we have lots of receivers go over 100 yards. I've had opinions on each game, uh, depending on how it went. Devontae never had any huge plays. So all those were off of a yak for a couple of yards or yep. off of just a catch tackle, which means we have young. Late in the game, soft zone, which yep. doesn't need to happen. We still need to keep cracking it down. Uh, no reason to play soft zone. you got to play pressure. Yes. Um, so... My opinion has changed on this. It used okay. to be, oh, goodness, we need to do better. We have young defensive backs. We need to give leverage for that. Um, like, need to give more leverage for that just so that, like, just to know that we have young defensive backs. They're going to make mistakes. Yep. Um, so, at this point in time, I'm not worried about it because – as lo- if they make if they get one receiver that has 200 yards that's going to be all the yards they get okay because we we can stop other things gotcha okay we may not be able to stop that big wide receiver threat but as long as we get the job done on as a team defense get the job done get their our defense off the field get our offense on the field run the ball pass get a first down run the ball pass get a first down milk the clock we get the win. It doesn't okay. matter to me as long as we get the win. We also got to remember that, like, it's not just Devontae on this team. They also had Jacoby Myers. Yep. They also got uh, Hunter Renfro, mm-hmm. right? They have uh, Moreau as a tight end. Yep. So they have a lot. They had a lot of receiving weapons. So to give up this much to one of them is not as big of a deal as if you gave up maybe like three quarters of that to two of them. Yes. Right. Yeah. Okay. 
Yep, agreed. What was your Mayflower move of the game then? Uh, I feel like a lot of people are going to have this. Um, I did throw this out. We threw this out on our X uh, yeah. to some different Colts fans to get their take. Yeah. Uh, the first one, I believe, is the one that you yes, said. Yeah. Um, first one uh, that was commented, same as mine. Uh, it was the doink. Uh Matt Gay. F- Matt Gay's doink. Uh, got a flag off of it. Moved up a little bit. He was able to make that one. That was good for him. Uh, he's been a little bit inconsistent, though. Uh, I liked him coming into this playoffs if we win this one against Houston uh, to be more consistent. We need those consistent field goals, consistent points. We can't have misses. Yeah. Our special teams needs to be on point, and we have great special teams. Yep. Yep. Uh, okay. I really couldn't decide. I'm really tough. So I have to give some honorable mentions here along okay. the way. Okay. I'm going to take you on a little bit of a journey. All right. Okay. Okay. Sit back, relax. A little story time. Hmm. Okay. There was the three and out. Okay. Jalen Jones had this amazing pick six that was disallowed because he, like, I went back and watched, like, the full replay. It was, like, tap, tap. It was, like, the pass interference that happened in the championship game yeah. with the Eagles and Chiefs, mm-hmm. right? It was that quality of a, are you kidding me? Yeah. We're going to call that? Because he clearly didn't need to do that. The pass was completely in the wrong place, and Jalen just happened to be there and took it in. But it was disallowed. That could really get under your skin, get in the defensive head. But the defense went three and out. It was a great response in, in adversity. And then... That resulted in the nine straight running plays the next drive. Yep. That resulted in the field goal to go up 10 points, 20 to 10. Yes. There was the fourth and one conversion inside the red zone with 336 left in the third quarter. Minshew had Max Crosby in his face. Yeah. That is not a face that I want in my face. Max nah. Crosby. Nah. He is mean. He, Scary. he was a drug addict. And now he's addicted to pummeling me in my face and he put the ball where only Pitt could get it just over the cornerback and still run with it after the catch yeah that's just amazing and then two plays later there was a JT fumble inside the red zone and Pitt was right there this is a second one for Pitt mind you and he pounced on it, got it, saved it, only resulted in a field goal, but extended it to a full seven-point lead. What's one of my keys to the game always? Protect the ball, take the ball. There you go. So that's part of it. Then there was the buck. Okay, This is where I'm going to land. Okay? okay, These are big plays later in the game. I know you went later in the game, but I'm going to do a you thing and go earlier in the game. Okay. There was the buck sack before halftime inside two minutes i believe there the raiders are on a drive buck had a sack that knocked them out of uh knocked them off schedule out of field goal range um uh the the colts color commentator rick venturi calls this the middle eight the last four of the uh first half and the first four of the second half right uh you know the Raiders are going to get the ball. They deferred, so they're going to get that. And we always talk about the double whammy. Yes. Where you score before halftime, you score after halftime, and all of a sudden, the other team is in a hole. So this prevented not only a potential 
potential touchdown at the end of the first half, but also knocked them out and they couldn't even get the three points. So even though they got the seven points on the first drive um, of the second half, which also was allowed by a penalty, they uh, prevented the entire double whammy uh, that could have landed them with only a one-point lead at the end of that. Instead, after all that, it's only a four-point game. That changed the complexion of the game moving forward. Mm-hmm. That sure. is the definition yeah. of the Mayflower move. Yeah, that makes sense. Who was your star of the game then? Uh, one honorable mention I have to give uh, is MPJ for all of the um, stuff that you said he did. Mm-hmm. Uh blocked mm-hmm. he was a, he was getting dirty whenever he needed to uh he had those big plays that you talked about in your automobile mentions for the mayflower move but i'm i think i'm gonna have to give it to speed uh like the defense kind of like runs through the linebackers mm-hmm. so i mean in speed was the man today like Zayer still had 10 tackles and was he was there too but speed at 12 i feel like he was more present Whenever there was a big play, he was he was the guy, mm-hmm. and that, I think that's all that you need to get the start of the game. All right. Uh, before I get to mine, a couple quick honorable mentions: Juju, Nick Cross, Ronnie Harrison, Chris Lamonts. The whole secondary. Yes, Ronnie Harrison used to be a linebacker last week. This week, safety because they <coughs> uh, they had <coughs> Nick Cross jump in. Uh, because with Blackman out, they wanted Ronnie Harrison to jump back at safety because then they needed Crystal Mons to be in a Kenny Moore. A lot of adjustment. Uh, so shout out to those guys for adjusting and yeah. still uh, doing what they had to do um, there. Yeah. But JT was my player to track. JT had almost 100 and, uh, and touchdown. a touchdown uh, on 21 carries. That's about four... Four per carry. And a half, 4.2 a carry, something like that. Uh, That's a good average. So uh, JT was my star of the game. Well, that's it from the Raiders game. So now the question is, how can the Colts make their way into the playoffs with a win against Houston? The answer to that with a special guest after this. We still don't have any sponsors, but if you'd like to sponsor a little podcast, email theunstableblues at gmail.com. Until then, we'll keep telling you about what we do. My dad is a killer designer. He has made designs for many companies and businesses and always thinks of the end goal and your customers first. If you are creating a new business in the new year or the refresh of your current look, reach out to him at kevin at yellowmopedstudios.com. Maybe the team from Houston needs to uh, sought after him. All right, back here. It's halftime adjustments. uh, And uh, we're going to start this segment out with a team from Houston update. Uh, We'd also like to welcome our special guest, Nicholas. Say hey, Nicholas. Hey, guys. Uh, Nicholas is on because he is a... Uh, team from Houston fan uh, and so we wanted to have him on as we do sometimes with uh, fans of the other teams get kind of get their take and so uh, since you don't know what this is our team from Houston update is a sarcastically uh, or a sarcastic uh, compliment to the team from Houston 
because uh, I grew up in Houston, a little, spent a little bit of time in Houston when it was the Oilers. Yeah. And uh, even took swimming lessons from one of the uh, linemen's uh, wives. Uh, for, okay. And so... Uh, lived down I re- the street from an oiler. Yeah. Right. And so I lived next door to a coach from Rice football. Um, and so uh, we, being uh, Colts fans and in the same then division as uh, Houston, view uh, this new Houston team as sort of a, uh, a naughty stepchild. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. Yeah. So uh, we like to make fun of them. Uh, as much as possible. <laughs> in, in the is, best. That, well, that, that is totally fair. Yeah, yeah. After, in, especially after these last few years. In yeah. the best way. So our team yes. from Houston update yes. this week is we just found out that the team is uh, has a release date for their new uniforms, uh, which we knew were kind of coming, uh, and new colors, but oh. they have decided to keep the same exact cartoon cow head that looks like it has cat ears logo <laughs> well i mean why mess with imperfection <laughs> fair that's that's one way to put it that's yeah, way to put it. well um with the Bengals loss this past week that means that both of these teams now have the opportunity for a win and in situation for the playoffs. Yes, yes. Uh, if the Jaguars lose, this would be for the division and the fourth seed and a home game. Yeah, that's so a lot on the crazy. line if the Jaguars lose. Yep. Uh, of course, we won't know that till the next day. Yes. Uh, they are both entirely different teams, though, than they were when we actually went to the game in person uh, back in week two. Yeah. Uh, Houston now has the probable offensive rookie of the year with CJ. Put things together on defense and found out that Devin Singletary is their running back one instead of Damian Pierce. But they lost Tank Dell right as he was hitting his stride. Yep. Uh, The Colts, on the other hand, uh, are now without their rookie, uh, AR. Uh, Also, (coughs) Julian Blackman, uh, but have JT and Juju Brents that weren't there in the first matchup. Um, But the pass rush uh, that caused six sacks in the first game is back, and speed, that'd be EJ speed, uh, has become a monster since the dismissal of Shaq Leonard. Yes, uh, plus you have two top contenders for coach of the year, both in their rookie year in the same division. The winner is not only in the playoffs, but could also win that coach of the year award. Yeah. The crazy thing is like, okay, they played the exact same week last game of the year last year, and it was for, like, who's going to have, like, the best pick in the draft. Yeah. And this year, it's 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 already, it's basically already a playoff game because you win and you're in, you lose and you're out. Yeah, we had, I feel like a, like a mirror image conversation of this, uh, a year ago, because I remember us talking, they're like, okay, which of us gets to lose? Right. Yes. <laughs> and, and, and what's funny is, like, Houston end up, ended up winning the game and then losing the number one pick in, in so doing. Um, and then uh, and then the then the Bear, or, yeah, the Panthers come up and snatched it uh, out of uh, both of, uh, of those possibilities. All right. Yes. Well, yes. here we go. 
So to the game itself, what are the keys to the game from your perspective, Liam, for the Colts? Okay. Uh, like I always say every week, run the ball and keep running the ball. <laughs> if you keep running the ball, it'll open up so much more for your offense. As we've seen, JT had a good game, and we were able to spread the ball a lot more on the offense. Uh, I'm looking for our wide receivers to uh, ex- exploit that secondary. Mm. Um because they do have a great line uh, and linebacking core. So the run game might not be as there um, this week, but like we saw Moss be able to do stuff. Maybe JT can work some stuff in Sermon. Um, but I'm wor- looking for that, uh, our MBJ, uh, Josh Downs, maybe Pierce down the sideline for a big catch. Uh, and then on defense, uh, put pressure on CJ. Uh, like we saw in the first outing, we got, what, six sacks? Six sacks on him in that first game. Six sacks because we were able to put pressure on him, and that allowed our young defensive backs to hold in coverage just long enough for that pass rush to get there and get the sack done. Yep, yep. Uh, what are some keys to the matchup from your perspective on the Houston side, Nicholas? Well, you know, uh, I, I feel like these two teams are so uh, – Interesting. I think they've been really interesting teams to watch all year. And so because I feel like we're so evenly matched um, with such similar stories that, like, I think it's going to come down to those, you know, little mistakes and who can capitalize mm-hmm. on yeah. on the other team, uh, mm-hmm. you know, screwing up in that key moment. Yeah. Um, and I think it's going to come down to probably – more than anything, these two coaches, like who's going to be making the gutsy call at that, you know, potential uh, fourth and two and, you know, pick up, pick up that first down when it's so desperately needed. So I I think more than anything, it's going to be those little intangibles that are going to be uh, important. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Uh, I also think pressure CJ Stroud. uh, He is great when uh, he has a nice pocket, but man, he is drastically different when you get him under pressure. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, Colts been our number five in sacks on the year, number seven QB hits, and so apply that pressure. Yeah. Uh, as always, my key is protect the ball, take the ball. Yep. If you win the turnover battle, you are most likely to win the game. It's just how it goes. Kind of goes along with what uh, you were saying, Nicholas. Um, also, big key for me, clamp down on Nico Collins. Yes. Double him all all game. He is their true number one. Uh, I'm not worried about Noah Brown and Robert Woods as long as we have um, Kenny and uh, Jalen on them. Put Juju on Nico and double it with Nick Cross and uh, make sure you clamp him down. Uh, Juju did great against uh, Devontae. In the key moments, just keep doing that against Nico. Yep. Um, and then I think it comes down to fa- uh, start fast. Uh, Houston doesn't really play well if they don't have the lead from the beginning. If you can get them behind, which we saw in the first game. Yep. And then uh, push it deep with Pierce, work downs and the tight ends and the seams, and uh, – Red zone offense and defense, I think, is going to be really key. Yes. The difference between seven points and three points can be a difference in the game in this one. Yeah. That's true. Also, make sure you do be ready to play for all 60 minutes, maybe even more. 
Yes. Yeah. Uh, what are some matchups to watch for you, Liam? Uh, first one that comes to mind, not not like a normal matchup. Uh, it's going to be like a defense versus defense type thing. Uh, okay. Who can perform better? I want to throw in one person for Houston and two for Colts because okay. they're kind of like a package deal. All right. Zaire and Speed versus Will Anderson. Okay. Whoever can perform better on their side of the ball, I think will win that defensive battle. Uh, I feel like both these teams kind of run off of their linebackers. They trust their linebackers a lot. Um, so they're, they kind of run their defense through that. Um, and so that's one matchup. Uh, I think, uh, as you were talking about, Juju versus Nico is another massive one. Yep. Um, and then I'm pretty sure a lot of people are going to say this, but Shane versus D'Amico. I, it's a battle of the coaches like we've been talking about, and it it really comes down who's going to coach the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nicholas. Totally agree with that. Um, I, I was thinking about special teams. Um, oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because I, th- because I do think, I agree, I think it's going to come down to, you know, uh, you know, a, a few points or maybe just a f- like a few moments, maybe a single play. And so um, I think if you're winning the battle of field position um, and you're able to, you know, uh, score the field goals when you need them, uh, or even if we could be so lucky, uh, you know, a, a, a faked punt. Yeah. It's always, it's always yeah. a good day when you get to watch a fake punt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I feel like probably uh, – I feel, I feel like special teams may, may be – uh, a big one to watch. All right. Oh yeah. I like sure. it. I even noticed in watching some of the game film, uh, Houston's punter reminds me of somebody across the table here. He built a little <laughs> bit more like a football player rather yeah. than just a kicker. And against the Jets, actually won a roughing the punter <laughs> penalty that scored them a first down and kept them moving down the field. So uh, I think you onto something there. Um, I am going to say. Um, Zaire Franklin versus CJ Stroud, uh, kind of those two in that chess match, uh, maybe reminds me a bit of uh, Peyton Manning, Ray Lewis, kind of yeah. okay. vibe, yeah. um, just in more of a modern era. Yeah, um, I'm also gonna say, um, Samson Ebicom versus uh, Laramie Tunsil. Uh, Samson Ebicom was still getting his feet under him in the first uh, matchup with the Colts. Now he's really hitting his stride, so I want to see how he does against uh, definitely by far the best Houston uh, lineman. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's a good point because I think both of these teams are different than they were yeah. in Week Two. Oh, mm-hmm. and so it's you know completely really interesting to see how all those matchups uh, yeah pan out. Yeah, and then I also am interested to see Dalton Schultz. Uh, and who the Colts put on him. I say EJ Speed, but maybe even Ronnie Harrison as he stepped kind of he kind of this linebacker slash uh, safety that we saw, and he might be a really good matchup on Dalton Schultz. Yeah. Um, then, Liam, who is your player to track? Who are you looking at to make a big difference in the game? Um well, uh, we, we said it was going to start with the linebacking core. Well, I said that. Um, and so I'm going to go with Zaire. Number one tackle in the league. Uh, he has to start big. He has to start this game out big. Yep. All right. Uh, who are you looking at, Nicholas, as your player to track? I mean, I feel like <laughs> it's pretty obvious. Yeah, okay. Your your future uh, rookie of the year, CJ yeah. Stroud. Okay. Uh, 
the the one and only uh, quarterback in the league with twenty plus touchdowns and less than five interceptions. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. You know, yeah. I just we've seen him be a playmaker in mm-hmm. some like I, I guess my my story of the whole season has been turning the game on because I we've been at church and we've been getting in late and yeah. I'm you know eating some lunch and finally get in and it's halfway through the third quarter and I watched things kind of go from bad to worse or mediocre to bad and yep. go, all right, I probably just turned this off because that's the way it always was. Yep. You were watching the Texans. And then all of a sudden, right when hopes should be dashed, all of a sudden he's finding some way either to win the game or to not lose the game. Yep. And that's, you know, that's all you can ask for. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, my player to track is going to be Josh Downs. I think that uh, – He's got a lot of shiftiness and uh, can capitalize on that against uh, a somewhat weak secondary. Uh, they're particular, particularly weak on the right corner. Uh, so Alec Pierce could have a day as well, but I'm going to go with uh, Josh Downs. Yeah. All right, prediction time. Liam, winner and score. Who you got? Yes. Um, poof, who makes it to the playoffs? That's it. That's the question. Um, I... I think both these teams have the drive to get it done. Um, I think like they're both super evenly matched. Uh, as much as I want to say it, it's going to be a high scoring game. As much as I want to see that, yeah. I think it's going to be a lower scoring game because, okay. like I've said already, it defense. starts with the defense. Yep. Um, but I think home field advantage is going to kick in, and. It's my team, so I'm going to choose Colts, getting it done uh, 14 to 10. Ooh, very low scoring. All right. Yes. And Nicholas. Uh, yeah, I, I, I agree. I think, uh, you know, all this de- depends on whether or not we, we go into overtime, which mm-hmm. I really hope we don't. <laughs> I would like to get a good night's sleep. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I really feel like it could go either way. It could end up being down to, you know, a a single point. But I'm saying uh, Colts 24, Texans 27. Okay, Texans getting it done then. All right. Uh, I I honestly have gone back and forth on this, and some of it came down to uh, who the refs were with some of the recent (laughs) – uh, referee errors and such, and uh, how uh, I know that Houston is a bigger market, and so I know money drives some of those things. I'm not going to be a scripted conspiracy theorist, even though, even though we could do a little Kevin's conspiracies episode right here. But I'm gonna stay away from that, and I'm gonna say the score is going to be 30 to 27. And I, and I think it will go into overtime. And I've gone back and forth, but I'm going to stick with my Colts. Colts 30, yeah. uh, Houston 27. Yeah, fair enough. They have the plus three advantage because of uh, home, home field. All right. So that's what the Colts need to do to get into the playoffs. But how can I make up ground against my dad in our unstable pick six? Uh, at Country Mountain Dogs, we have guardian families that partner with us in caring for our breeding males and females. Uh, that is their dog when they're retired from our program. Nicholas has one of our females that is due just about in a week. 
so I wanted to, while he's here, to ask him what that experience has kind of been like uh, for you guys. I think it has been an incredible experience. Uh, in fact, as, as my family was reflecting on it uh, this last year, we said that uh, adding her to our family has been absolutely one of the highlights of our whole year. Um, and that includes a year when my wife just got her dream job. So it's been a, a, a really special experience for us. Our uh, six-year-old daughter, um, man, the, the two of them just really love each other and love playing. And, um, you know, it's, it's been really cool getting to, um, to love on this new addition to our family. And uh, <laughs> the... Uh, the last couple of weeks watching her get big <laughs> and uh my wife i think really it has has looked at it and kind of keeps going yeah i remember that i remember <laughs> <laughs> when you know like i've taken her out to go to go pee about every 45 minutes for the last <laughs> uh several days so yep. everybody's ready she's ready that's awesome but it's, it's been a really wonderful experience and we wouldn't trade it for anything that's great. Well, uh, look us up on Facebook and Instagram at Country Mountain Dogs. Uh, if you are within a couple hours of the Waco area, we would love to partner with you. We have uh, Golden Doodle Poodle uh, opportunities in our Guardian program right now. It's third and short. Welcome back to the Unstable Pick 6. Before we make our picks this week, as always, let's take a look at last week's picks. Yes, we both had the Cowboys over the Lions, and thanks to the ref, we got that one. Yep, uh, both had Houston over the Titans, and both got that one by a lot. Uh, I had the Ravens. And I uh, had the Dolphins. And the Ravens absolutely crushed them. Yep, uh, we both had the Niners over the Commandos, got that one. And we both had the Seahawks over the Steelers, but the Steelers uh, sealed a 17th straight non-losing season for Mike Tomlin. Yep. Uh, And then I had the Bengals. And I had the Chiefs. And it was looking really good for me, but I didn't get it. Yeah, that means that I have a 64-38 and record. And I have a 59 and 43. You are five games up on me. Yes. Still time. There's still time. It's the, We go all the way through the playoffs. And so yep, here yep. we go. Speaking of which, here are the scenarios okay. for this week. <coughs> now, there are much more scenarios than we're going to dish out here. Uh, we saw Adam Schefter uh, had a two-page document of all the possible scenarios. Yes. We have eliminated all of the ties and all of the somewhat un- realistic kind of things uh but here are the most of the scenarios okay packers are win and in versus the bears all right that's easy yep. bucks are winning in versus the panthers another easy one seahawks are in with a win against the cardinals and a packers loss yes uh the saints are in with a win versus the falcons and seahawks and packers loss or a Bucks loss. Okay. Uh, Vikings are in with a win versus the Lions. Yep. And Packers, Seahawks, and Saints loss. Yes. Uh, the Falcons can still be in. It's much more simple because it's just in the division. They have to win versus the Saints, and then the Bucks have to lose. 
Yes. Uh, the Bills versus Dolphins for mm. the division. Yeah. Also impacts other seating based on other results. Right. And so they may flip flop. Uh, I don't. Th- if the Bills lose, they may be out of the playoffs. Uh, the yep. Dolphins, I don't think, will be. Out I don't. If I don't they, think they can get. They're out. not going to be out. What, they have ten wins already. Uh, Eleven. I think. Eleven. Oh yeah, that's that's definitely enough. I think ten is enough if you're the Dolphins. Yeah. Uh, and then the Steelers are in with a win versus the Ravens, who have nothing to play for, and the Bills win, and the Jaguars loss, or the Jaguars win. And Bills loss, or they both lose. Ah, uh, that's very confusing for the Steelers. I think the least probable one is probably Steelers, just because of all the things that has to go on. But the 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 Ravens have nothing to play for. It still hasn't been announced if Lamar is playing or not. If they're playing, their people. But the Ravens have nothing to play for. So it's completely feasible that the Steelers may win. And I believe it is totally possible that one of the Bills or the Jaguars will lose and then yes. they'll be in. Yeah. Uh what what I see with this one, uh the Steelers game real quick is uh Do you want to talk about it right now? Yeah, let's do it right, right now. Here we go. Speaking of which, here we go. Uh the Steelers at the Ravens first game of the week. Yes. Uh Saturday so, afternoon. Yeah, what I was going to say is Okay, here's the thing. Ravens may not need to play Lamar for the playoffs. But how badly does Lamar want that MVP? Do you, don't you think he has it already? No, with all the debates yeah. about CMC, Brock Purdy. But the Niners don't have anything to play for either. Is he going to play? See, that's my thing. If CMC isn't playing, why not play Lamar? Why not play him for a half, a quarter, just to get a little bit more playing time than CMC? Just to get a little bit more stats. Because of a just, high ankle sprain? Just to Because of an ACL? Because of anything that might happen? Could. But also couldn't. <laughs> you decided to play football in the first place. <laughs> I mean, what's yep. one quarter? What's one half? Tell your mother that about your ACL. I have. All right. So who you got? Steelers, Ravens. Um, I think Steelers have a lot more to play for. Do I think Lamar's going to start? Probably not. I think it'd be wise to put, uh, what's his name? Bentley. Uh, Tyler Bentley. Something like that. Uh, okay. He plays a lot like Lamar. Hun- Hundley. Huntley, yes, yeah. Tyler Huntley. Um, put him in because he still plays well. I'd imagine they're going to rest Zay Flowers because he is the weapon. Um, Isaiah likely probably getting rest. So there's a lot of people getting rest for the Ravens, I'd imagine. Uh, probably Kyle Hamilton as well. Uh, Marlon Humphrey. The list goes on. Um, so. So, but still in Baltimore. That's the thing. Okay. I think the Steelers are going to get it done coming off a, a big win against Seahawks. I think they're going to get it done. Miss out on the playoffs, barely. Okay. Uh, I think that um, Mike Tomlin hates the Ravens. Yes. Oh, I completely and, and agree. And I, I believe that the Ravens hate the Steelers. Yeah, it's a, it's a hate relationship, for it, sure. Comp- it, like, I don't know that there is a much tougher I don't like you uh, <coughs> than this game. Ray Lewis versus Big Ben. It, like, even... You may, you may say... Eagles, Cowboys, Eagles, Giants, but even then, it's not as it's not as physical as these yeah. two teams are. I think the Steelers are the more physical team and have more to play for, so they're going to get it done. Yep. Uh, next game, Jaguars at Titans. Okay. 
I have to separate myself from what I want to happen and what I think will happen. Yes. We obviously know what you want to happen. What I want to happen is the Titans just demolish. I don't care. They can win by a field goal. It doesn't matter. They can win by one point. Just win. The Titans, I want to win. Will they? The Titans look in such disarray. We don't know who's going to play. I believe that the Titans will be better served if... Uh, Ryan Tannehill potentially plays his last sunset game in Nashville against the division foe and wins. And now now, uh, Trevor Lawrence has a new, like, left finger injury, and he's been pieced in parts, and he is crumbling. I think the Jaguars are still going to get it done, though. I wish okay. the Titans would, but I think the Jaguars are going to get it done. What do you think? I mean, all I'm going to say is you convince me. I'm going to go Titans here. Oh, all right. All right. Maybe that was a ploy to get more games on me. I don't know. I don't know. I would be totally fine with that. I'd be totally fine losing that game just so you could be right right there. Because uh, technically you'd be right as well because I went <laughs> off your reasons. There you go. There you go. It's a um, win for you. <laughs> Falcons at Saints. Um. They're both teams that are struggling. Uh, should any NFC South team get in the playoffs? No. <laughs> should the Cowboys have a home game? Yes. <laughs> but is that happening? Probably not. Uh, the Eagles and Cowboys both deserve it. Uh, I don't know about the Eagles recently, though. Anyways, back on track, back on track. Falcons at Saints. Uh, home field advantage, I'm going to give it to Saints. Uh, yeah. I think so as well. I think the Falcons have been, I mean, obviously, like, they uh, beat the Colts, but yeah. uh, that oh. was in Atlanta. I think Saints are a much better team, much better weapons, even maybe than the Colts as far as well-rounded. Yeah. Uh, when we played them, we, we, you know, we can never talk enough about Taysom Hill. Oh, uh, yeah. Especially how much you seem <laughs> like you are like him. Uh, but even more so, just the weaponry that they have. So I'm going to go Saints. Yeah. Uh, next game, Bears in Green Bay. Green Bay. Bears <laughs> in Green Bay playing the Packers. Uh, they're going to play in Green Bay. Uh, so yes. I am going to say the Packers are in a win and in situation at home. The Bears have been doing really good, and I picked the Bears from the beginning to get in, but they don't have a chance now, so it's going to be the Packers. Yep, I think Packers need it more, and it actually kind of benefits the Bears if they lose. Better draft stock. They already have. the. They secured it because with the trade. Yeah, but. I know. They're, they're they other have another draft. Team. I know pick um first round so i think it's better for both teams if the bears lose packers get in there all right so then we have the seahawks at the cardinals yes um cardinals beat the eagles yeah the cardinals beat the eagles yes that's That's a three game losing streak for the philadelphia eagles Uh the creators of the tush push yep looks like tush push can't do everything Um, no uh, Looks like Shane Steichen had a lot more to do with uh, the success of the Eagles than people thought. Yes. Uh, glad Thank we you. have him as our coach. Um, Thanks. Uh, do I think Cardinals are going to still come out hot? Yeah, they're going to come out real hot. But you know who just lost and who kind of needs a win? 
Seahawks can still get in, right? Yes, they're, I believe, a, a win and in. Uh, win and the Packers lost. The Packers, so Packers lost. are still it. Yes. Um, I think the Seahawks are going to come in, get it done. They're going to get the win. But the Packers are going to lose and kick them out of the playoffs. Kind of the same situation with the Packers last year. Yep. So. All right. Uh, except reverse because reverse. the Packers will yeah. get in. Packers yeah. will get in. Um, the Lions aren't going to keep them out. Yes. I'm going to say that it's in the desert and the Cardinals are on a hot streak and they're going to end hot. And so I think the Cardinals are going to get it done. Okay. Uh, last game. Maybe Bills. the game of the week. Oh, yeah. By far. Yeah. Because of so many different things that can know. happen based on this game. Like Houston Indy, or, like unbiased opinion, is a really big game for agreed. a lot of AFC. Agreed. But that gets Saturday night. This gets Sunday night because they're <coughs> in the AFC. <coughs> you're still not going to know a majority of who's playing who until after this game gets played. That's true. That's true. So it is. The Bills in Miami playing the Dolphins. Bills are hot. Dolphins don't. Dolphins are not. No. But it's where it is hot in Miami, and the Dolphins get it done, in my opinion. Yeah. um, I think – it's not the Dolphins having to sit people. Like we had thought AFC East is always theirs. No, Buffalo came to play. They've yep. been on a really hot streak. They've looked really, really good. Um, but it's Tua, Waddle, and Tyreek, and A-Chain. Mm-hmm. I'm going Dolphins here. I think it might be an entirely different scenario if the game was in Buffalo this time of oh, year. Oh, yeah. I think it in this case, it's just home field advantage. In my, so, my according opinion. to this, I believe if we check our scenarios, uh, we the Steelers will get in as the seventh seed. According to me. We both had the Steelers winning. We both have the Dolphins winning. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, the yeah, Steelers yeah. would get in. As the seventh seed, and the Dolphins would maintain the second seed, which means that the Colts would end up, if they win, which we both said that they would, yes, as the sixth seed. And if we go with mine, they'd be the fourth seed. That's true. It'd be the fourth seed, and then they would get the rematch of the Browns at home. How do you feel about that matchup? Throw on the Indiana Knights. Let's run it back. Yes. <laughs> Don't screw us over. Oh, man. Uh, I I don't like that as much because I much prefer to play P.J. Walker than Joe Flacco right now. Oh, yeah. We don't do good against tight ends, and David Njoku is a great tight end with Joe Flacco. Yeah. Um, my scenario would be uh, going to play in Arrowhead against the Chiefs. Give me it. Come on. <laughs> That's the receiving core. I want to play with our young defensive backs. <laughs> We've talked about that one a bit. All right. Yes, yeah. Well, that's it for this week. Next week, we will talk about the duel with Houston and look ahead to the playoffs with or without the Colts, depending on what happens, and have our playoff unstable pick six. Oh, yeah. Well, this is Liam. And this is Kevin. Reminding you to stay unstable.